Good evening, Formula One fans. Uh, we are back to recap the Australian Grand Prix. Plus, we'll get into what uh, what's going on with Red Bull, Max Verstappen. Uh, what did Toto say after the uh, race and all the rest of the F1 news? Make sure you keep it locked. This is Hitting the Apex. Let's go. I don't know how that look at Moni's face. No, because you didn't see it before. That's what you get. We we, we could tell who uh, didn't was, watch watch the recap show. <laughs> Just watch everyone's faces. I mean, and we haven't been fined yet, so that's a point. Yeah. That's that that's was not the first thing. time we've used that, by the way, for for some of our, our pit crew here. That's yeah. the <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Uh, joined here by uh, Manny Chang, Vish. Excuse me, Nick and Moni. What's going? The whole pit crew is here today, huh? Nice to yeah. see you guys. Oh, yeah. Good, good, good. We got a lot to cover today. Very excited about it. But before we get to that, we definitely want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Manny. Uh, it's uh, You Break Will Fix. It's still our sponsor. That's pretty impressive, right? We still we still got one. <laughs> <laughs> now, so shout out to them. Um, you Break Will Fix repairs damaged wheels from curbs, uh, curb rash, cracks, or bends, all under one roof. Um, you can house powder coating. Uh, they, they even do, excuse me, they even do uh, house powder coating, CNC machining, and polishing. They also offer new custom wheels and tires from your favorite brands such as Vossen, Forgiato, Fuel Off-Road, and so much more. Uh, they now even offer no credit check financing up to $5,000 for a new set of wheels. Pretty cool. Um, they, they, they offer fast turnaround times on all the repairs, and they even provide loaner wheels in many cases. You break wheel fix is your total automotive wheel solution located in North Miami, right off of Biscayne Boulevard. Boulevard, not Boulevard, Boulevard. Uh, it's a new place uh, in Miami here. Uh, no, not North Miami, right off of Biscayne Boulevard and Northeast 146th Street. Uh, check them out. Some of their great work is all across social media as well, from Instagram to Facebook. It's at You Break Wheel Fix. That's a U, uh, the letter U, break wheel, like the wheel fix. So at You Break Wheel Fix or online at youbreakwheelfix.com. You can even give them a call, 305-748-0112, and schedule your appointment today. You Break Wheel Fix, changing the way you see wheels. I don't like those gold ones, but that's okay. Don't matter. Yeah, and so, <laughs> so you're trying to make sure we lose the sponsor now? You're insulting them right there? No, I, I don't like those. I just I like the, the black or the white ones. Fucking like, Toto's going to call us now, bro. We're shout out shout out to, to Fernando. Follow us over from Sixer and Kane. Hey, good so, Fernando. What's up, brother? So, so what's oh, up, man? man? Yeah, man. Hey, listen, it's all about those uh, Jack Daniels. <laughs> small victories, man. Pit lane, the fastest pit lane stop for McLaren. Hey, man, double points finish. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, but that, that, was, that was a solid weekend from, from our boys. Solid weekend from McLaren. I mean, it was more solid than Red Bull. Let's, you know, be real about that. Ooh. Quiet, quiet, quiet. <laughs> silence, silence. I'm actually silence. trying to do the math in my head. I think Red Bull might end up with more points because Checo finished second, but... <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, who's counting, right? But who's counting? Um, the FIA. <laughs> <laughs> it's a competition. I don't know. People are counting the points. Guys, the Australian Grand Prix. Pretty exciting. I, I thought it was a pretty exciting race. Um, had some uh, some nice competition going on in the midfield again. <clears throat> At the end of the day, we took it again. But that's neither here nor there. How do you guys feel about the Aussie GP? Uh, uh, let's start off with Nick on this one, man. I want to hear your thoughts. Well, it was – I got two out of the three places right, but not, like, in the exact place. You know, I, know. I got, right I got Leclerc. I got – I had Max winning the race, but then, obviously, he flamed out. Um, I had Leclerc finishing second. He finished first. And I had my surprise Russell finishing third, which none of you picked. Which uh, – so – um, you know, it was, it was a very good race. Um, lots of matches in the midfield again, which is what I like as far as, you know, going in places like from, I would say from like fifth place on, it was really, really competitive. 
for the most part, as far as like overtakes or possible overtakes or people fighting for position, uh, which I think is what Formula One has been wanting to see throughout this season. It's kind of, it also goes back to Jetta and how they, um, you know, want to see more overtakes and more battles to get more entertainment for the fans. So I think in that aspect, the race worked worked out for FIA as far as, you know, that goes. But, um, you know, for, for Red Bull, obviously, you know, having Max DNF two out of the first three races is definitely not a good sign. Um, I think, you know, he, they definitely need to work on a lot of things, I feel like. Um, I don't know exactly what the issue is maybe max is pushing the car too hard um because you know that's kind of just how he is as a driver but at the same time you know as a red bull team you should have more reliability um better reliability than like some of the other some of the other teams especially you finished second in the constructors last season and then you also got the world championship driver so, you know, they have some work to do. Um, obviously, you know, Papaya Power also. Uh, fifth and sixth in that race. There we go. See, we're getting back on track. We're getting there, you know, slow and steady. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm slow, slow being the operative word, unfortunately. No, I know. I know. <laughs> Vish, Vish, we're getting... right, I'll take the points. I'll take the points. Papaya Positivity, my friend. All right. And Jazz is on mute. Moni, why don't you give us your thoughts on the race? That's exactly what I said, by the way. That's funny. That's funny. That's exactly what you said. And by the way, I had unmuted myself, but apparently Manny muted me. <laughs> you know? Get him out of here. Thank God we can't hear him now. Jazz is doing his max for staff and just blaming everyone else. Dude, you hit your own mute button. <laughs> I just, now. Okay, okay, please. Okay, ready? So, <laughs> okay. So I wrote, okay, I'm taking one, two, three, four, five. Five major things or five major outcomes after the Australian Grand Prix. So I'm going to read them out loud to you. I see what you did there. Five reasons, five major outcomes. I get it. All right. It, it, baby, it all connects. Mm -hmm. It all connects. So my number one outtake is concern for Red Bull and Verstappen, of course, you know, two out of three DNF, painful. Um, but I don't know if you guys remember the very first episode that I joined, I said that Max's Achilles heel is going to be how hard he pushes and it's going to be his Achilles heel throughout the season. So I think that it's kind of biting him in the ass a little bit. Oh. Yes, Manny. He knows what he's doing. What's up, what's up, Manny? Hell yeah. Sorry, guys. I got distracted by this awesome banner below me. But anyways, concern for Red Bull and Verstappen. Number two, uh, Checo put up a really good fight. Um, I think that, you know, he started off as third. Then, right, he started off as third. Um, and I think he just, he, he was fairly, you know, stable throughout the race. And then towards the end, he fought for that second spot. So I'm giving Checo prep props. Number three, Leclerc dominated. Absolutely. Like it was person. I was, I was fascinated, like watching him drive the gap between him and, and second place. It was just like obscene. And it just, it, it, it just showed how dominating he is at the moment and how good the car is, you know, for Ferrari. So cheers, cheers to you, Jess. Number four, well-deserved pull for Russell. So cheers to you, Manny. I was very happy for him. And number five, I think this was a really good result for McLaren. Papaya power. Papaya alert. Papaya alert. You guys, we're getting too comfortable with the McLaren jokes. But my guy over here, Vish, is coming back. So I think we have to step back and watch and enjoy the show. That's it for me. Fair enough. Not bad. Not mad. Modi's top five. <laughs> 
Why, did my, why is my face showing up then in the papaya? I don't understand. Nick is also a McClare fan. Why did oh, I become the face of this? That's why there's two. I swear, you go, man. You and Nick, side by side. I swear, if people do not watch this show, they don't know what they're missing, honestly. No I'm also, I'm a little upset that Moni prepared. We're doing pre- preparation for this show? I no, know. I come in here and wink it every week. God, there was no, no chance. I got to yeah. do homework? What is this? <laughs> this talks to us, man. homework. I mean, Step up hey, listen, uh, listen. Max, Max has been doing his homework for three races, and he hasn't finished two of them. So it's not doing him much <laughs> while here. <laughs> is he doing his homework? Or is he still no, like expecting I, Latifi to crash so he can win unjustifiably? Like I don't know. <laughs> I think he, I think he's just saying like his dog ate his homework or something, right? He's gonna he's bound to to com, to complain about it. But Vish, uh, hey, listen, yeah, like like Moni said, like Nick said, like we've all said, Papaya Power Man, great great um great showing by the McLarens. Uh, but also, obviously, the pure, the absolute dominance of, of Charles, Charles Leclerc, um, the disappointing start for Red Bull, disappointing finish for Red Bull. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, how you felt about the Aussie GP. Yeah, so I think I think uh, Nick and Moni hit the hit the big points. But I will just say, I thought Hamilton was faster than Russell, and they should have let him through so he could go after Perez because I think he could have caught him. And then Perez made that mistake at the end, and Russell Facts. was nowhere near him. Thought that was probably a mistake from Mercedes. Like, only reason Russell was in front is because he got lucky with the safety car. Which is, by the way, this is the, what, the fourth race in a row, whatever, that Hamilton's gotten screwed by a safety car? Like, everyone always said, like, for years, you're like, that guy's just lucky. He's getting screwed out there. Every time there's a safety car, it's, like, the worst time for him. But um, I'm actually going to go to the back of the grid because um, I didn't expect this, but Austin Martin is by far the worst team, and no one's even close to as bad as them. And, and, like, Williams has gotten the points. Okay. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Austin Martin can't even, like, complete laps. Like, I, I, don't, I don't see any way that they're going to get much better. Vettel appears to be completely done. Um, that was that was as bad as I've seen him drive. And Stroll is not capable of, like, developing a car. He's not that kind of driver. So they're kind of stuck there. Um, so I'm interested to see how they even recover this. Their car stinks. They don't have good drivers to develop it. And spending a ton of money on it too so it's kind of interesting because some of these teams are run on the cheap and you kind of know like Haas for example you kind of know they're just going to throw something out there and see what but Austin Martin (laughs) thinks they're competitive and they're just they're terrible and to me that was the thing I mean obviously like Red Bull's reliability all the stuff we touched on was the big highlights but I think like a secondary thing is just how bad that car is and they can't even get it like around the track at this point it's it is uh, shockingly bad, and I can't believe Vettel is that bad, to be honest. He was terrible this weekend. He wrecked the car multiple times unprovoked. So I, I don't know yeah. what, what's going on there. And you can't really say it's, oh, it's, this is his first race, first race back. I mean, the guy's been around for God knows how long already. So I, I think at this point, you know, yeah. he's he, he he should have a better a better feel. But we'll for see him. now with, like, a week yeah, off because it is the – but yeah. I, I think he's probably thinking he probably should have retired when they redid the cars. Well, before we even get to uh, Imola, because I – I mean, that's also, it's going to be interesting how, you know, what type of upgrades a lot of teams take with them there because of how, you know, the schedule is going to lay out. But before we even get to that, you brought up a great point. I want to go back to Mercedes, Manny. I want to go to you, mm-hmm. right? The whole Hamilton-Russell situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all we all saw Hamilton was was faster mm-hmm. than Russell. Was it, you know, because obviously the, the, the explanation was, you know, you, you know, they didn't want him to overheat okay. or he was overheating. Yeah. I mean, do you still take that chance at that point and then say, "Hey, was he, he wasn't overheating yet, right?" So they were just kind of looking at his at his systems and saying, "Hey, there's a chance you're going to overheat if you push too hard." So talk to me about the whole decision to not let Hamilton pass Russell. There was it disappointing? Was it you know something that you could kind of foresaw coming? For a driver like Lewis to understand a little bit of his frustrations. And I think Vish even pointed it well. It's just been consecutive weeks where the where the damn stoppage car has just effed them up, no matter what part of the race it is. Um, but again, I still think that Mercedes did the right thing. Now, I've real I realized real quickly at 3:30 in the morning, you know, east, you know, East Coast, that you know, I joined in some Formula One spaces, especially Mercedes fans. And it was pretty divided between the full Mercedes fans and Lewis Hamilton fans. And they basically felt like Lewis was hanged out to dry. And I basically went on there and said, well, listen, I don't know how many you do it, but I know I've been doing it. I watch an entire screen, and thanks to Vish, who bought the package for us, I watch Lewis Hamilton the whole race, okay? I hear everything. I see it all, OK? 
Okay, and I have another screen that's showing the broadcast. So the broadcast only puts on, you guys are putting me in a tough situation. I thought that was such a bullshit call by that broadcast because they didn't even play three minutes, four minutes before saying, hey, listen, Lewis, you know, we want to give you that opportunity, but we don't want you to overheat. And by you overheating, guess what? There's no, there's no guarantees that you will even finish top 10, and we don't want to risk that. Right, and you, lose, and you lose that on the points, right? Correct, because not only that, you're still getting points in the constructors, and not only that, Ferrari was down one driver. Red Bull was down one driver. You want to be able to get as much confidence and still knowledge of the car going forward because the W13 is far yet from being even totally complete. Not to mention no upgrades were even made except for the wings and here and there. So, again, that question, should there be a controversy? There shouldn't be a controversy. These guys are teammates for a reason. Now, I think Vish may said this point on Sunday, and I thought about it a little bit, and as much as I want to ignore it, what if, what if down the line you could, you get to a specific point in the season towards the end and Lewis is missing points and the only race that there was any controversy of whether he should have been third instead of fourth or fourth instead of fifth is this particular one. Then I can probably say there was a mistake. But right now I think the most important thing is to just get as many points as you can, stay top in the constructors. Not to mention this car is shit still. And yet to be what? Ahead of Red Bull? Knowing that they have the much better car, even though they've had two, or was it no three not three non-finishes? I think that's a damn plus. Now, damn, like let's switch to Mercedes just for five seconds. Holy shit, they just look fucking completely unstoppable. Like, like, and I think Moni even tweeted it. Charles Leclerc drove in one hand and blindfolded for the whole race. Like it wasn't even close, right? Like Max was what? Max was five seconds behind him, and in lap 12, what bitch? No, lap 15. It was like plus 10 seconds, 15 yeah, seconds. It was like a 15 seconds, yeah. 15 seconds. So there's no doubts about it that Ferrari right now has one of the most unbelievable cars ever. And to match that at this particular point in time, it's going to be not impossible, but it's going to be difficult. But the controversy between all oh, should have George. Like, listen, George was told earlier in the race as well when Checo was behind him, if you're wasting tires on Checo, don't do it. Let him pass you. Obviously, he's a young driver, and he said, well, that's not words that I want to hear. So then all of a sudden, when he finds himself in an opportunity to get podium, as a team, you got to realize right now it's not about individuals. It's about being able to win as a team. And I thought that was a great thing. Now, Lewis is a winner, man. It's like you telling Tom Brady, yo, listen, you can't take the last snap on fourth down. We're going to kick it. No, he's going to want to go out there and convert the fourth down. Why? He's a winner. He's a proven champion. Not once, not, not twice, multiples. You know what I mean? So, you know, you're going to have the Lewis Hamilton fans saying, well, once again, his team screwed him. What is he doing? And then me, overall, Mercedes, I'm looking for the overall of the team. Now, Toto's comments afterwards might have made you feel a little bit, you know, antsy saying, you know, well, you know, we learned a lot from this race. We got to upgrade. But then he went a little bit against the FIA. Like, like Toto's going to be Toto. Like, I don't think, you know, there shouldn't be any controversy what this team is, you know, constructing behind the scenes and, and what's to come ahead. So, to me, there's no controversy. It's Lewis Hamilton, one. George Russell, second. George Russell, ha listen, podium? Like, come on. Like, you got to give the man credit. By the way, Moni, when we go to you next, I don't think your team is giving enough credit to your number two driver. This man has carried you through all these races. And instead, the question that Red Bull fans are asking, including your, your main manager, doesn't talk about Checo. Just talk about, what well, Max needs to do this and we'll be fine. And it's not an engine problem. No, 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 no. You guys got to start giving some credit to your number two driver because he's been carrying you all season. Right. The, the problem with that, though, is those are the number two drivers. And Checo is and actually helmet marco praise Checo say drove a perfect race he would have been up there with max but he got stuck behind hamilton at the beginning like that i don't think i think the issue is these are number two drivers when your number one is behind your number two driver after three races is problematic the other that's thing, why you're going to talk about him yeah, yeah. but the other, the other thing is is mercedes did the right thing for their team that was not the right thing for lewis hamilton and that's a problem internally on the team he knows his car wasn't overheating that was crap they didn't want him to like wreck trying to pass russell or, or to have any kind of incident, and because they know if we just hold station, we're three and four. Well, here's so, the thing. This, so so they, they basically had him follow behind, and, and Hamilton knew it was crap, and that's why he said you're putting him in a tough position. Because he knew he could pass him, and he knew his car wasn't overheating. Well, this, but this, it's the you, same thing they used to do, you know, when he was in front of Botas, maybe Botas is quicker, and be like, everyone stay off the curbs. <laughs> it's that it's that kind of stuff like they're just they're telling him not to pass and coming up with a technical reason why well here's so. the thing vish you you, mm -hmm. you mentioned this before 
Um, Mercedes is notorious, and I know we keep saying one and two, one and two, and and Hamilton is one and Russell is two, but history has it, you know, that Mercedes, and I think you mentioned this, Mercedes usually just lets their guys race, right? Like they don't necessarily say one, you know, hey, overtake, you know, let them overtake you, let them, you know, whatever the case is. They're typically just let their guys race, and whoever's the fastest guy goes out there and wins, right? So why is this? Why is this a, such a big deal? Is it because it's Hamilton, or, or I mean, what is it? It's it's two things. One is they didn't let them race because Hamilton would have skinned him. Like I mean, that's the reality of it. He was way faster the entire weekend. Right. He had pulled a big gap to him until the safety car screwed him, and then he caught back up. And you could tell. You can always tell when the the when you know there's teammates and the car behind's faster because they're sitting there like exactly right right outside DRS at range. They're being told not to enter that because then they'll then they'll almost have to pass him, right? So you, you could see that 1.23 second gap where he was just sitting there and you could see him like itching, like, I'm going to pass this guy and they wouldn't let him. With that with that said, um, it does matter that it's Hamilton because it's Hamilton. He's won seven world titles and you're telling him to sit behind a kid. Uh, that's going to cause some internal strife. Whether it was the right decision for Mercedes, it probably was. Yeah. Only thing that could have happened was bad things with him trying to, to pass Russell, right? I mean... Best case, pretty much. I mean, they didn't know Checo was going to have an incident where that cost him a few seconds. But you're really thinking, best case is is three four. You're in three four, so it's actually absolutely made sense for the team. But Vish, Vish, that's the objective down there. You see that right there? You see that? That's the objective right now. Okay, that's the objective. That's that is the team's objective. That's not Lewis Hamilton's objective, <laughs> and that is the problem. And that's that's what I'm saying. And there's a difference. There's a difference. That 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 is what I'm saying. Like he's gonna be sitting there saying, "I've won how many titles?" And tell me to sit behind this guy. That that and that's 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 why I'm telling you they had a fun debrief on Sunday because <laughs> he knew exactly what they're saying. Because that's how Mercedes does things. When they but, decide they but, don't want him but, to pass, it's some kind of mechanic. You got to manage your tires, stay off the curves. You're gonna overheat. They have all these code words for "stay the hell behind your teammate, do not try to pass him." Like, and that they gave it to Hamilton this time, and he's he wasn't having it. I will say this though: I don't think this is an issue that's gonna linger going forward. I know we have an off week, but listen, like, there's gonna be certain questions throughout the season. Now, well, we could have done this, we could have done that. The point is, is that I know Lewis wants to win. He's still salty with what happened last season. It's not gonna tear this team apart. It's just a situation that you know when you think about it overall. You know, this team, this team in, in Mercedes has to start thinking about not post Lewis, but they have to start introducing like a new, I'm not going to say street. I'm going to say Avenue, right? Like a new, like a new trail. They need to start, they need to start somewhere. Okay. And this is just a particular situation where did Lewis have an opportunity? Absolutely. Would have he overheated? We will never find out. But, of course, Vish will probably try to convince you, and then he'll probably win, just like he did. <laughs> so, I don't. again, it's, it's not an issue to me going forward. Now, if this ends up happening down the line, like after Miami, right, let's see where the car is in Miami, by the way. I think I think we might see a Mercedes win there. I think I might actually put some money on that. Um, Wait, a, a win? Yeah, They're fighting a second a lap? Actually, I have heard that if they can fix the porpoising, it's worth more than a second. You actually see it in the sector time. By the way, though, by the way, it wasn't the Mercedes that was porpoising a lot this weekend. It was the Ferrari, it but was not. Ferrari, but, but, they still won by no, because there's different. The way the Ferrari comes under control into the high speed corners, the Mercedes mm-hmm. continues to porpoise through it. So you can actually see. That's why you notice Hamilton was purple in the first few sectors on a lot of those laps, and then, and then they lost. The they lost more run. than a second in the last <laughs> sector because that's where all the high speed turns are. So there is actually, again, big if because they don't know how to do it. If they can get the porpoising under control, one of the reasons the Mercedes was por- porpoising less is they took downforce out to prevent it, where Ferrari can ride through it. So not having to do that. Um, so when you see the less porpoising, it's actually because the car is just going slower. <laughs> so so they, 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 were, they were losing a second, more than a second, just yeah. in that last sector. So they feel like they have a second in the car, which would then put them up at the top of the grid. Which, by the way, apparently Ferrari is uh, taking a new floor um, with them to uh, to Italy. To oh, we will get to Carlos so, signs. Don't worry, Mike. They will be they will be taking a new floor, so that's that's supposed to help them with their porpoising as well. So uh, I, I think there's going to be some changes. However, uh, not as many changes as we think. Um, and the, the reason being that there's really only one free practice in Imola because of the uh, sprint race. Uh, so 
that's going to be, you know, that's why apparently Ferrari has decided not to take their upgrades uh, fully to Imola because of that, because there's only one free practice. Uh, therefore, they don't have enough time to really uh, test everything out. So um, I, I don't think you're going to see a lot of that in this one. Uh, but you will start seeing it. I think in Miami is where you're going to start seeing a lot of a lot of upgrades for a lot of the teams, not just Ferrari or or Red Bull. But I think Mercedes is also going to be um, much quicker, and even McLaren and some of the other guys. So um, the the big the big question of of the race and just moving forward, we we've said it, we've kind of spoken at nauseum about it already. But I think it's just we got to keep talking about it. And I want to go to our our Red Bull enthusiast here about it. What the hell is going on with Red Bull, Moni? Listen, I think I think Red Bull is I don't know if, if if turning point is the right word. Maybe not turning point, but they're at a very critical point. Um, they're obviously having reliability issues. Like the fact that, you know, two out of three races there's been a DNF. There's something there, okay? Number one. Number two, I need to address Manny's comment about Checo and how Red Bull may perhaps not be giving enough credit to the other driver. So this is the other part of this crucial point for Red Bull that I think comes down to them realizing that at the end of the day, Max is not their only driver, you know? And I defending champion. No, a hundred percent. I I agree a hundred percent. However, it if Checo continues to perform, uh, let's say the way that he performed at at uh, Australia, um, I think it's going to make a statement. And I think and I think it might even ruffle some feathers internally at Red Bull. Because at the end of the day, I believe that everyone is aware um, of who Max Verstappen is. You know, he's a great racer. He's an excellent driver. Um, but he is a he's a driver that has a personality. You know, he's a driver that has, a, you know, he's young. Um, I don't know how to say this in English. I know, Mañoso. I don't know if you guys know what Mañoso is. I was actually, when I was this watching is, the This race, is an international show, Moni. You can say it however you want. Mañoso. It's perfect. Okay, thank God, because the language barrier, guys. I'm not going to lie. Max is very mañoso. He's very mañoso. <laughs> He's un llorón. <laughs> no. Listen, oh, my car. <laughs> that's something that I, I personally struggle with uh, when it comes down to Max. You know, there's a lot of over here over there, all this and this and this, all this and that. So, But isn't that what got what, what, what won him the world championship last year? Pushing, 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 and again, pushing, being aggressive. And again, since the moment that I joined this show, this is a double-edged sword for Max Verstappen. And I believe that seven out of ten times, it's going to bite him in the ass. His attitude, the way that maybe he he might refer to a situation, the way that he might refer to his team, the way that he might refer to his teammate, um, and it has an impact. And we also know that Checo, you know, he's also not like a little santo that he's just gonna let it all roll by and whatever. He might also say, "Okay, this is my time. This is my time to shine. This is my time to go off." Viva Mexico, viva la Formula Uno, nos vamos. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I think that. Red Bull is quite encountering a little bit of a crucial point when it comes to their two drivers. And at the end of the day, when it comes to their car, I don't know. Let's, let's, this is like, um, we better grab our popcorn. This is like watching Leclerc and Verstappen battle it out. Nick, I know you're chomping at the bit, man. Uh, I mean, with Red Bull, I think. Max also has to come to terms with the car this year is not the car he had last year and not in just, you know, terms of him not finishing or reliability issues. It's just an entirely different car. And 
he needs to adjust the way he drives to how the car goes around the track. And the fact that it seems like he still hasn't figured that out yet is probably why he's had the two DNFs so far this year. And I think going forward, if he doesn't try to adjust to the car more than adjusting, you know, his personality or the way he drives, then we might see a few more DNS from Verstappen and we might not see him repeat the world championship, which will be uh, most to everyone's happiness, I think. Uh, but, you know, he, like Moni said, he's a great driver um, and you want the you want the best drivers to compete and do well. So honestly, he just needs to really adjust to the car, adjust his driving to the car and then, you know, see what happens. And if it sucks, then he can go back to how he usually drives. But. I just think for now he needs to go back to the basics a little bit, focus on how this car drives, how it moves, how it goes into corners, how it speeds up coming out of the apex and just, you know, learn how to drive this car. So I want to talk about what Jack just said. Like, are we saying that Max caused this car to blow up? Because I'm sorry, I don't buy that. Like, Checo's, Checo had a failure in in the first race. Both the Toros, or whatever they're called, Afotaris, have, have failed at some point this year. Like, this, that Honda power unit's not reliable. And I, I don't know what the hell Helmut Marco's talking about. Half the time, he's just blowing crap out of his mouth anyway. So, <laughs> uh, but I, I don't think... What did Max do wrong here? He backed off of Leclerc. He was just managing the car, and it blowed up anyway. It's not reliable, and they're and frankly, I think that I think I think exactly it's the engineer's problem, and I think Red Bull agrees because they shuffle mm-hmm. their engineering team. Correct. Their trackside engineer is now in charge of the junior drivers, and Max's yeah. engineer is in charge of like the whole the whole weekend setup now. So they move people around for a reason. I I agree with kind of some of the criticisms of Max's driving, but I don't think that's caused any of his problems this year. The car just it stopped twice. Like it wasn't. He's not, I don't think he caused it. I mean, Checo's also stopped in the first race. Both the, the Alphataris have had, had, had reliability issues. And one of the issues that they have as a team is these are all new power units. And frankly, even though they're working with the Honda engineers, that was never the most reliable either. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is kind of the Achilles heel of that car. It's always been that. Now, Vish, I do agree. Of course, Checo did, you know, bow out of the first race. But I feel like Checo has adjusted better to this current car than max has and that's why in the past two races we've seen him you know we got pole and jetta and then the unfortunate safety car issue there put him back and forth and that's why he pretty much lost the race because yes. he control of that entire race yeah so maybe he still feels like he's in that 2021 car but, I mean, but in australia max was miles ahead of him when his car broke so unless we're saying max caused his car to break i'm not exactly sure like i i'm just not thinking i don't think he caused that like that i guess that's where the disagreement is i'm saying it's probably a mixture of his driving as well as the engineers coming together and then it just kind of just goes and that's it I don't know it's a brand new car. They got to work the kinks out. This is oh. what it is. <laughs> to me, it's not it blaming blaming the drivers. Harsh, I would say. At the end of the day, Even if Max is a dick. At the, at the That's end of the, the day, thing. Max is an asshole. And it's I'm only, been, it's only the third race. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's only been three races. Yeah, but now here's now here's the thing, uh, and I'll counter that, Moni, by mm-hmm. saying it is only the third race. But how many more times are we going to say it's only the fourth race? <clears> it's only the fifth race. No, at that no, point, no, no, yeah, because at that no, point, money, then, money, now, now you're staring up, no, at, no, no, you're staring up at the constructors, and you've Correct. got Ferrari and McLaren and Mercedes, and you've got everybody in front of you. And at that point, and also money, 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 money. I wasn't, I wasn't, because <clears throat> it's not. Listen, I wasn't using it like as like as an excuse. ¿Me entiendes? Like I wasn't all. I wasn't gonna say, guys. The Spanish. The Spanish. It's the seventeenth race. No, but. You do have to consider that it's been three races. This is the first race that we have after a, a bye week. No, if I remember correctly. This so, so bye week. 
By week. By week is fine. By week. <laughs> so again, I think that's why <laughs> that, that um that's what I was that this is exactly what I was referring to as a crucial point for, for Red Bull. Like precisely because of what you say, Jazz. Like you can't just keep saying it's only the fourth race, it's only fifth race. It's the same. No, this is precisely a crucial point for Red Bull because they start to have they start have to start figuring stuff out in order to you know not give that excuse anymore to mm -hmm. figure out what's going on with Max's car, which is apparently the one that has all the problems or whatever the hell, whether it's an engineer problem, whether it's Max just being a dick to the car and a dick to his engineering team, I don't know. But regardless, mm -hmm. that's why it's a crucial point for Red Bull, precisely because of that. The one all thing right, I will say up, this up. year, with, with the, just in, in defense of kind of the fact that it's only the third race, is we're in a situation where the cars are new. There's a lot of time that's hidden in all of these cars. We still haven't shaken out, like, which cars out. The Ferrari's been fastest so far. All these cars are not working the way they were designed yet. So part of the reason, like, Mercedes isn't panicking, the reason Red Bull's, like, annoyed with the reliability is because they left points on the table. But it's possible one of these cars reaches its maximum potential and is so far ahead of everyone else you just win, like, ten races in a row. We've seen this happen before. So that's why I think none of the top teams are panicking. Until they start, because frankly, the teams that are slow right now know that they have more time in the car. So it's going to take a while to shake this out. So I don't, there's 20 races left. That's a lot. But hold on. This is for money. Money. I'm going to pull up a picture and I want you to look at it and tell me what do you see. You see a driver with his team. Uh, correct. Overall. Yes. Okay. You see a driver who's appreciative of it. Of, of, of his guys, of his team, whether uh -huh. he's whether he finishes a race or not, right? Yeah. Yes. I have not seen this from Max so far this season. Dude, Max, was the, Max is the defending world champion. They're well, celebrating on, a second on, place in a race. I'm showing this picture is because I think there's a clear division between one garage and the one next to it. Just because you're the defending champion doesn't mean, oh, hey, listen, everything goes to you, okay? This team that's with Checo. That's exactly what it means, Manny. No, what it means is the other garage is not going to celebrate second place because they won the damn championship last year. No, but this is also saying the togetherness that's going on here on, like, next door. Okay, can we pull up shots after Jetta and see what Max's garage was doing? Max did sure... a single picture with his team. Not a single There one. was no pictures of him with his team no, in the trophy it was him by himself. It was him by himself and him saying, I'm on Max Air. I'm going to my jet flight, Max Air. Okay? That's all it was. That's it. <laughs> and, you know, making... Uh, okay, so now you're going to make me go Google pictures of Jetta to show you that you're wrong. Like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Let me go and say... Honestly, like, I, that, that stuff doesn't bother me at all. That stuff doesn't bother me. The fact that No, but I'm asking a Red Bull fan. Does that bother her? It doesn't bother me because I can't come out here and pretend that I that we the entire universe and probably even galaxy knows how Max Verstappen is. Yeah, he's a he's a prick. It is what it is. I'm so mad you guys are making me defend him. He is a prick. He's every he's every he's every negative phrase that we've used about him in both English and Spanish. We're all accurate, but he's still an awesome driver. He did not yeah. cause the car to blow up. <laughs> I love Max though. I'm not I'm not saying that it's Max. I hate him. I want him to like actually yeah, screw up, but that's not his fault. The car driver, bro. I'm telling you, if I had the phone number to Total Wolf, I'll freaking tell him to call his ass. Hey, let's make it happen. Forget Red Bull. You you will not have these DNF issues. Come over here. We got you. Trust me. I'll take Max in a heartbeat. I just feel like the Red Bull themselves with their damn guy, Mr. Horny, or whatever his freaking name Horny. is, is so far as shit up his ass. Oh, do you think it was an engine problem? Oh, no, it wasn't an engine problem. Well, so what the hell was it then? Like, what, you, you're, you're just full of shit as well, man. And nothing, nothing, nothing about Checo. Ever. Nothing. Bro, freak that guy, dude. But the guy doesn't give a shit. All right. I'm done. <laughs> I think that I I, that rant needs to go somewhere on, on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Yeah, to go somewhere, man. No, Come on, Vish. I want you to go and you know help out Max here. Come on, keep going, keep going. No, can I we move so, on? I am very happy that Max is struggling. I'm just saying, like, I I cannot believe we're sitting here saying he caused the reliability problem. 
Can we move on from Red Bull already? For the love of God. No, wait, 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 wait. This Jazz. is what happens. Jazz. I need my monster. I'll be back. Before, before we, before we move on, I would like Vish to say, um, oh, Max Verstappen is un mañoso. Max Verstappen is un mañoso. Perfect. Yeah, Vish's Spanish oh, is not as bad as you think it is. He's no, I he's, speak Spanish. Yeah. I wasn't even. Guys, I wasn't even sure, Molly. Sure. Spanish. This is just a very Colombian word that I have no idea how to translate. So I, I went to college with a bunch of Colombians, but they were from Cartagena and they speak different. So they do. Yeah, I know. Okay. Anyways, uh, let's go. Moving on up. Moving on up. Um, Leclerc does it again. Mona, you mentioned it, right? He's been, he was, he hasn't, I mean, he has been, but I mean, this one showed how unstoppable right now that Red Bull is. And look, and Vish, you mentioned it also. None of the teams, even the top teams, haven't gotten to their full potential yet. So it's scary to think that, that, that Ferrari, that Ferrari car can get quicker and it can, you know, and it still has, you know, something, something there. So I think that, it's going to be exciting, and it's going to be interesting to see what they bring moving forward. Not only Imola, but further into Miami and the rest of the of the circuit uh, to kind of see what all of them do. But right now, I mean, let's let's talk a little bit about Ferrari, right? I mean, there really isn't much negativity to say with with Leclerc. However, the most I, I think what's what's going to be interesting to see down the road is can signs. Because right now, obviously, he's he's the Achilles heel for for that Ferrari team, right? Like, the the bottom line is he had an opportunity in in Australia to kind of cement himself as one of the you know the top two or three guys in in the circuit this year. And whether it was reliability, whether it was you know him miss you know not driving the car properly, whatever it was, like he 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 screwed up, right? At the end of the day, he screwed up. He didn't have a great a great two days going into the race either right um his car's still fast that's you know it is what it is however there's something going on with signs and he's got to fix it if not ferrari's going to be looking for another driver soon right like that's just my that's maybe not this year but they're going to be looking for something what's going on with with signs is it a signs issue is it a ferrari issue uh, oh god bless you're so gus God bless yes, you. I can't wait for jazz. To As, I know. I know, right? <laughs> Jesus. That would be absolutely by the way, by the terrible. Way, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, um, but I did see a report that signed signed until 2024. But of course, we all know he can get fired. So science yeah. isn't going anywhere. So let's start with that. So okay, so okay, so Vish, so tell me what's going on with science. I mean, look, listen, I, there's still an opportunity for him to get back in this and really help because at this point, he's gonna, he's gonna his role is gonna have to be to help Leclerc win the championship, right? And to um, to help them win the constructors. It's not a it's not a matter of him finishing, you know, winning the world championship, right? Yeah, but I mean, we all had a high hat. We did. We all love signs. We love yeah. signs. Yeah, Ferrari guy. brought him in to be the number two driver, so that that's what he's doing. Like, I mean, I we're the ones who are we're the ones who kind of big up them and said, well, he can compete with Leclerc. But not only us. There's there's been there's been writers yeah. like Jenny Gao. I think some of these people predict. Well, they're not going to come know? right out and say like the the conventional wisdom is he's he's the number two driver and he was going to be. Now he just accelerated that because we talked earlier about it's only been three races. He's firmly established himself already as the number two driver. We also talked about how like the Mercedes number two and the Red Bull number two are actually in front of their teammates right now. He he is he is definitely locked into that number two role. He, he the qualifying was a combination of bad luck. Alonso crashed right when he was about to cross the finish line, so his lap didn't count, or he would have been way further up the field. And then he himself admitted he completely messed the race up. Tires were not hot. He did not have the pace to try and overtake. He tried to, and he beached it. So, um, and I think one of the old man alert coming here, but a lot of the newer tracks they don't put the gravel runoff. These guys are not used to getting punished. Used to get stuck a lot because this is how the runoff areas used to be. Yeah, because nothing happened to his car, right? It was just a matter of he, he just yeah. couldn't get out. <laughs> but he was so, yeah. This Jack, this Jack guy yeah, is a I love funny you, guy, bro. Thank you. Hey, hey man, man. But let, let's get straight. It's not winning. It's finishing second place. <laughs> right. So you start Because, you know. Second. That, that that's what that picture was from. It was not winning, but yeah. That's so awesome. that that could fulfill his destiny as the number two driver if only taking a group picture. But he's he been fast though, Vish, right? He's been fast in qualifying. Maybe 
maybe not as fast, obviously, as Leclerc, and, and, and maybe even Czech. Czech has been really fast in qualifying and stuff like that. But, like, what is it? Is it just more of a mindset with him right now where he's, you know, he's not where he needs to be or where he wants to be? Because Leclerc's going to need him to be able to, well, to this win the is world championship. Like, right? Signs is someone who's, who's never won a race. This is his first time kind of in a competitive car. Frankly, I think he panicked a little bit when. I think Ferrari made the wrong call to start him on the hard tires. That was a mistake. And he starts dropping back, and he panicked. He forced it. He admitted it. He forced a pass that wasn't there. Right. Now, is it bad luck that the car beached? Yes. Yeah. Like, that, that's bad luck that he happened to go across and get caught in the gravel trap. But that was a panicky move. And we've seen, you know, over the years, we've seen Hamilton, Verstappen, when they end up out of position, you see them methodically, you know, pick one car off at a time, another car. They don't try to overtake, like, three at once. Right, they're very patient with it. He was impatient and it bit him. But the challenge he has is his teammates way up front now. So, yeah, I, I think he's he's going to settle in unless there's some reliability issues for Leclerc that allows him to really cut that lead down. He's he's in his support role the rest of the year. I don't see there's any way around that. And, and, and not to say, not not to give an excuse, that, that chicane there on that turn was giving everybody issues right there was a lot of, of, of drivers getting into that Magnuson gravel almost freaking crashed yeah too, yeah right? that, 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 was, that was a tough little uh corner there, that chicane that was that was tough so i think that um i think vettel did a good job of, of no, i'm just kidding <laughs> no, i tried no. to keep a straight face but i oh, couldn't man, just, I, I think that latifi managed that corner pretty well yeah he did right hey, I, I mean we have not talked about this yet latifi did no not wreck. right no dnf man he, he only crashed once during the weekend he finished the race it was a <laughs> um moving moving on last last team that i really want to talk about in you know kind of you know kind of extended time is is how how impressive I think that the McLarens were, you know, um, I think they, they ran a, they ran a decent race. Uh, I think both, um, <laughs> so you gotta show, you gotta show Vish and then the papaya. Yeah, I have to there. And boom, yeah. there it is. There it, and boom. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to so, bring up papaya next week. I don't, I'm hoping well, to have one at the grocery store. The, Put it in the background, dude. Are they in season? I don't even know. I gotta uh, find a papaya though. But anyway, so you know, McLaren. I think uh, nice showing by both drivers, right? Uh, both Norris and and Ricardo. I think uh, had a nice showing. Can you know how much more do they have left in the tank, guys? Can they can they can they start competing really better than even just a midfield? Can they be more of a top three team? I won't say top three just yet i think right now how they're they are improving which is always a good sign um but i think right now uh i would say they have a good chance at the fourth place spot right now i think the top three it's definitely or at least it should be ferrari red bull and mercedes based on the past few based on the past three races so far um I think if McLaren keeps showing that steady improvement and they keep going forward, then yeah, perhaps they can get into that top three conversation. But right now, I think considering you know how they how they did so well in 2020 and then last year they kind of fell off. I think them kind of ascending again would be a good sign for them. And I think this ascension that they've had with Lando finishing in seventh in the and at Jetta, and then now um, Ricardo and Norris finishing five and six. It just shows that you know they're doing a steady, steady increase in places. And I think if they keep around that same spot in the top ten, or maybe even fourth, or perhaps even a podium here and there, I think they can definitely solidify that fourth spot in the constructors. Manny, what the hell are we looking at? <laughs> that's how that's how papayas enjoy their race, bro. <laughs> that, that was the the Australian home fans, and if you're on the Six Rings Cane show, you saw I found an Australian that didn't like Daniel Ricardo, and I was very upset. But anyway, um, oh, by the uh, way, this before you answer in his whole yeah, clarification, yeah. should have should have Lando let 
Ricardo, you know, now that we've talking about, oh, Russell should have let Lewis go ahead if he could. Should Orlando done the same thing for Daniel? No, because Daniel was slower. Yeah. <laughs> it's that simple. Like, he was slower the whole weekend. He was behind because he was slower. I, I agree with Nick. I think the goal is fourth. Like, if we can comfortably finish fourth. Right now, what McLaren's trying to do is create a gap between themselves and, like, the Alpines. They're nowhere near the Mercedes. And actually, this race crystallized it because they were right behind them. You just saw those Mercedes pull away. And this is a messed up Mercedes. Like, this isn't even... <laughs> that car isn't even working. So, no, the gap's too big. And the goal for this year is to get comfortably into four spot, into the fourth spot, and then next year kind of try to challenge the top three. But this year, I mean, like Nick said, a couple of races, maybe you get on the podium, get some luck. But overall, the fourth is, is the ceiling there. Which is fine. Like, that, that's that's fine. Like, that's the goal for the year. Manny, can you put up that question on, on Mercedes real quick again? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that? Whatever T-E-R 30 will, whatever was decided with the Mercedes side pods. I haven't really followed F1 since Schumacher was dominating the sport, so I have a lot of catching up to do. Well, thanks for coming on and supporting us and catching up on F1. We do appreciate it, whoever you are. Tur 30 will. to 30 will. to 30 will. That's, there's something. Anyways, um, anybody have any uh, any answers on that? So I'm assuming he's talking about like the radical design of the side pods. So there was questions, at least in, in preseason testing, on whether or not they were legal. They are legal. The car sucks. So no one's really complaining about it now. But no, they're, they're legal. If you recall at the first practice, the Mercedes showed up faster than everyone else with this kind of radical design side pods. And anytime they do these new, you know, major design differences with the cars, there's always these, you know, questions of, is that actually legal? Because all that FIA does is give you guidelines and, and parameters, and you can build your car however you want within that. So there's always these questions of, like, is that actually legal or not? So they're, they're legal, but um, the car itself is not, is, not, um, is not working well. So that's why there's a big question around those side pods and whether or not just Mercedes just chunk that whole design concept out and start over. Right. Because they've kind of gone one direction where the rest of the field went another. Um, I think right now they're holding tight because I think they think if they can get the porpoising under control, they'll be able to be faster than everyone else. Gotcha. And that's why I think they're not. That's why they're not rushing upgrades out. They're being very methodical. Well, it helps that Red Bull keeps blowing up because they're actually second in the constructors right now, even though the car is not fast. Uh, but I think they're just they're thinking if we get this design right, it is the fastest car. And I think that's what they're holding on to. Gotcha. Um, I guess uh, we've only got a couple more minutes. Biggest surprise of the weekend uh, for all of you. We'll start with Manny on this. Uh, what's your, what's the biggest surprise, the biggest thing you took out of the Aussie GP? The biggest surprise was when Sainz spun out. He basically told his team, hey, all I basically need is a push. And his team basically said, no, just, just go ahead and shut it down. I thought, listen, I understand that you're going to probably end last no matter what. But I felt like you took his abilities out of his hands by you saying no screw it um, so is it legal to do that i knew it used to be yeah illegal. i don't think i don't think it is well legal. the funny thing legal. is i've heard two or three formula one shows since then including bbc's and they actually said they haven't they have an opportunity to do it they didn't go specifically what has to happen but their main issue was well his team didn't even go for that option they basically just said shut it down yeah 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 and I, that, I, so that, i i I do yes. remember the God. This is so long ago. I I, I remember that I, I know for sure it's famous. I actually was not watching Formula. One. I'm not this old, but um, where Senna got help to get his car out and then finished the race and won, and they disqualified him because you can't. This once the stewards helped the car, you you basically had an unfair assist. And what he, but he was did doing, ask for it. He did ask. Yeah, for it, but the, the, I, I don't know that he knows the. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, right? I don't. I don't know, but yeah. um, but he was uh. He what he was actively doing, which is why they told him to shut it off. Shut it off was spinning his tires into the, in into the runoff and overheating the engine, for real. Not not Mercedes overheating, but legitimately overheating. Not Red Bull overheating. <laughs> yeah. not, not Mercedes overheating. Yeah. yeah. So so I think that's why they told him to shut him off. I'm sure they saw the temperatures, kind of spiking. Like you need to turn that off now before you blow the engine up. And then you know there's engine penalties and all for doing that. So they want to incur that. He was done. What's yeah. the big surprise for you, Nick? All right. I also say, though, the strategy of Williams Racing and Albon, I thought it was such a risk, but high reward. Coy, I only asked you for one, though. So, right? I'm, I'm just, I'm just you just stole Nick's. You stole Nick's. I saw Williams coming out of his mouth. And, hey, Williams my job is to interrupt and talk over people, not yours. 
Well, William Gracie doesn't get enough love on this show. I, just well, I was literally about to give them love when you came in with, with surprise number two. Go ahead, Dick. We'll pretend Manny didn't say Albon. Go for it. You're, hey, listen, you're you're a host on this thing. You could have muted his ass as well. <laughs> no, no, Nick. That's no. true. But, yeah, I mean, for what – I mean, what a ballsy performance from Albon considering he went, what, 57 laps on the hard tire from – and then you know he pitted on the last lap. It was he was in seventh on on the last lap, and then he still finished in tenth and got a point, which is huge for Williams, considering the fact that you know Aston Martin is complete shit this year, and Haas is still kind of, eh. I mean they're kind of there, but then they're kind of not, so you don't really know. And then also uh, with Alfa Romeo, I mean they have Bottas, and he's been doing and he's been doing well in the Alfa Romeo. Uh, but uh, Joe Guan Yu is still, he's a brand new driver, so he's a rookie, so there's going to be some growing pains. Alpha Tauri, um, I feel like they've taken a slight step back after the first few races, but I mean, they can obviously recover. So for them to at least, you know, have that bold strategy and basically be like, fuck it, why not do it? And they went for it and they ended up getting a point out of it. And, you know, hats off to them, man. That's a, that's a great result for them. Moni, what about you? Can you repeat the question? What was the biggest surprise for you in the Aussie Open? Oh, uh, the Aussie Open. This is going to be the Aussie GP. <laughs> Aussie Open. Um, to be honest, to be entirely honest with you. I know what you're going to say, too. Science. Huh. I, I, I did not see that coming whatsoever in my personal opinion mm -hmm. i'm not even a ferrari fan i don't dislike science i'm not a, i'm not a, i'm not a science hater or anything i respect him a lot it was heartbreaking mm -hmm. that sucked it, that was like when i saw that happen i was like there's no way yeah. and those are the type of like literally just heartbreaking moments in a race that can just happen so quick to anyone um the slightest mistake the sl not, not even i don't even know if, if to call it a mistake but the slightest little thing can just like turn around the race so quick for 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 a driver and to be honest like for me science was like the biggest surprise at, at the awesome gp i didn't think I, I didn't and i was pretty sad for him and for ferrari to be honest and guys remind me if i'm incorrect but wasn't the issue between um stall and um latifi is what caused um signs not to be able to get his quick lap in right or no it was it was alonzo alonzo okay, crashed it was, it was alonzo's crash so it was it was all okay. it was all timing leclerc just crossed the finish line basically they're, they're they used to let you finish the lap but then drivers would drive dangerously and 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 finish so now if there's a red flag the lap times are automatically canceled so Leclerc crossed just before the red flag came out, so his lap counted. Signs was on the start finish straight. Right just like, yeah, they said it was like less than a second, but you know it's automatic. They cancel the lap, so that lap didn't count. And there was something wrong. I forget exactly what it was. Not his fault. Something wrong with his car because they restarted the session on the second lap, so he didn't even do a fast lap on that one. So that so that so what ended up counting as his lap time was you know they were doing two laps to heat the tires. His like warm up lap was actually what his qualifying lap was, and he started ninth because Alonso had no laps because he crashed. And then he so, just sucked on them hard tires. Yeah, then they put him on the hard tires no, again. No again, not his yeah. fault. Now the way he tried to deal with that was his fault, but most of it, I would say, like 75, 80 percent was not him. By the way, have we finally agreed on that it's Lance Stroll's um, fault for that issue with Latifi? No, I'm no, not. No, really? That. Yes, really. I, you are still this in that hard in that hard perception of Stroll is fine, even though he looked at him and saw him. So here, here's my here's my problem with it. Way, so so I, I I agree that Stroll's got to watch his mirrors and 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 him drifting over and kind of hitting hitting Latifi is definitely on Stroll. I cannot defend what the hell Latifi is doing. Pulls over to the side, waves him through, and then tries to overtake him a corner later. What the hell was he doing? That's dangerous driving too. Like you're in a qualifying session where drivers are constantly letting the faster car go through, 
And I've never seen someone, like, he pulled way over. And then, like, within a corner was trying to pass him on the inside. Like, what was he doing, too? And to me, like, if I'm stroll, yes, any driver is responsible for their car and their mirrors. But there's no way you think Latifi is trying to pass you back after he moved out of the way and let you through. So I don't know what Latifi, and that's why I blame Latifi. He shouldn't have been there. I think Latifi said his team told them that Stroll wasn't on a on a racing um, freaking lap. Neither was he. But he was starting it ahead of him, and he wanted to pull over because he noticed that like Stroll was up right there. So he wanted to wait for him to pass, and then he was going to go. My issue with Stroll is you're going down a narrow path turn that he didn't even need to go sharp right. That's my issue. Well, he, he was letting through look. someone else. He was letting through someone else. He should have checked his mirrors, yes, but... Latifi shouldn't have been there. And if Latifi's not there, there's not a problem. Well, yeah. Stroll's an idiot, too. We got the two dumbest drivers on the track running I, into I, each yeah, other. So I, mean, I, I think my decision was spending way too much time on both of these idiots. Yeah, like, so I'm going to give you my surprise, Jazz. Um, yeah, let's do that. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going I've seen, I've seen the, this driver not get a lot of love from the pit crew. I'm going with Ocon, who is now, is, now, is now blowing away Alonso in the championship. 20 points to two. Brought the car home again. He's been faster the entire season. He's a better driver than Alonso right now. And Alonso gets all the respect because obviously he's a double world champion. Ocon is outclassing him completely. And and Ocon's a guy who a lot of these drivers get into Formula 1 because they came from money. He didn't. He had to work his butt off to get in there. His his dad had to work multiple jobs. That's why he kept getting fired because he'd be on the team with the pay driver. And they're like, the money's staying. You get out. And he's finally on a team that's supporting him. And so that's my pleasant surprise of the, of the year. He's he's 18 points ahead of Alonso right now in the championship and has been faster than him at every race. So that that's that's who I'm going with. Very cool. By the way, a uh, funny stat here. If Charles Leclerc had his own uh had his own driving company or or his own brand, Charles Leclerc will be leading everybody in total in points. Charles. <laughs> Hmm? Oh, if he had his own racing team, was that a was that a really confusing way to say that his points alone make Ferrari first in the constructors? Yes, that's Absolutely. correct. Okay, all that's right, all right. Now that we're all safe, that's get exactly. out of here. Get that's out of here. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I have control of the street too. I can put myself back. All right, you, hey! uh, you left. I didn't do it. He did it. He did it. I didn't do it. But kill the papaya. Kill the papaya. Ah, uh, bring him back. I didn't do it. He did it. I have not touched the controls in this entire thing. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Why is Dono's head on? Anyway. Anyway. Uh, I think uh, that's it. We don't have a show this Sunday, obviously, because there's another bye week. As uh, we, me and uh, Moni like to say, there's another bye week uh, this week. But um, I think it's going to be blowing hey, You know what? You know what? We're 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 going to call it a bye week from now on. That's what we're going to do. A bye week. I like Look, it. I there's like races it. in Miami. There's three races in the U.S. We're clearly the home of Formula One now. they got to adopt our language. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, right, we, don't, we don't believe in anything else. We're gonna uh, spell um, tires with an I. We're gonna do this thing. <laughs> no wise. No wise allowed. No wise allowed. Um, but we will have one next week, uh, next Wednesday, as uh, we'll preview uh, e- Emola. And um, I think it's uh, it's go time because uh, we're only a little bit less than a month away from uh, the crypto.com. I don't like it. It doesn't say Miami Grand Prix. It's the United States Grand Prix, but it should be the Miami Grand Prix is what it really should be. Well, so, why? Because the race is not in Miami. Or he doesn't have Austin Grand Prix. In the race is in Miami. No, I'm just saying that there's most fans that don't like it because they're like, I don't care. The race is not in Miami. I'm it's like, in Miami Gardens. What are we talking about? It's Miami. Yeah, it's, it's in Miami. Yeah, those fans are idiots. Like, the Austin <laughs> one should be... I've the, had... I've had listen, I've had people tell me, let's be honest, the race is on County Line Road. I'm like, get out of here. But it's not. It's I mean, not, what, right? Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, yeah. it's, it's in Dade County. What are we talking about? What's going on here? What are yeah, what, what's here? happening? What are these fans that you're talking to? They're going to go screw themselves. Trust I don't know. me, there's plenty of them. Jesus. Anyways, um, thank, thank you, everybody, for uh, for joining the show. Um, even the ones who think that it's not in Miami. Uh, we appreciate it. But, it's just uh, the only place that the – it's only the same place the Hurricanes, the Dolphins play, and they host yeah. the Miami Open tennis tournament. Other than that, it's not in Miami. When it's the yeah. Super Bowl, it's in Miami. When it's Formula One, it's not in Miami. Yeah, I don't even understand. What, what, they want to, like, drive on the beach itself? I think I think Signs is preparing for it, but everyone else is going to have a problem. <laughs> no kidding, man. Thanks. Oh, my God. 
Anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Thanks. I think we'll end there. Oh, man. Uh, we'll end there. Um, okay, then it should be the Miami Gardens Grand Prix. No, it should not. It's the Miami Grand Prix. No, I agree 100%. Just, just for the haters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know, whatever. And if it wasn't Miami, Miami Gardens is a much better area than a lot of the other places in the world. So I'll take it. Um, thank you guys for joining. Manny, Nick, Moni, Vish. Uh, always a pleasure. Always fun. Check us out. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at F1 underscore I'm sorry. Did I say Instagram? Twitter. On Twitter. On Instagram now? On Twitter. No, we're definitely not on you Instagram. You started Instagram? Too many, too many things, man. Too many things going no on. No wonder we're getting these strange DMs early. <laughs> this is what happens when you have too many shows and too much shit going on. Um, on Twitter, at F1 underscore five reasons. Make sure you check us out. I mean, if you want to go pure Miami, that's where you got to do it. <laughs> Except don't don't explain. You know, Grand Prix, baby. The Consulte Grand Prix, baby. No, you got to leave the street signs how they are where the numbers just randomly change because you entered Hialeah and have them figure it out. Oye, la ocho es una izquierda ahí. Oye, tiene que pasar el dorado, ¿ok? Cuando pasa el dorado, hay una derecha ahí. Ese es el chicken. Room to go. Look, look, put up, put up this. The Acerit Grand Prix. Acerit Ferrari. Acerit Ferrari. Acerit Ferrari, baby, that's right. Oh, man, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. We'll be back on next Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Make sure you check us out. Follow us on Twitter at F1 underscore Five Reasons. Make sure you subscribe to the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. Smash the like button and uh, make sure you follow us all throughout the week. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, for all the latest on the F1 news. And uh, again, thank you everybody for joining us. And we will see you guys next Wednesday. Adios.